Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of 2024 here on Facebook Live and on YouTube of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode Mondays through Fridays from 2 to 3 on WQEE 99.1 FM, home of Southern Sports out there in Noonan, Georgia. I'm approaching my two-year anniversary on the radio station, 99.1, and we have got such an exciting show. I had an audio show yesterday. Happy New Year to everybody. As as you are watching this, I do have an audience for the Facebook Live and for YouTube. This is the first episode. This will be rebroadcasted on WQEE tomorrow. I do not have a guest today because I'm going to have my high school basketball show. It is Tuesday. However, it is the Tuesday after New Year's Day. A lot of high school basketball teams have taken the day off. They're actually going to start playing Thursday and Friday, including in the weekend, as we get into region play in high school basketball in the Tri-City area. And this is the moment you've all been waiting for. I am going to reveal my top 10 teams in the Tri-City area for the boys' varsity and for the girls' varsity. But before we get into that, there are some stuff that we got to talk about in the world of sports. To include, the national championship is set Monday night in Houston. It will be the Michigan Wolverines taking on the Washington Huskies. And a fun fact about Michigan and Washington. You know, Michigan hasn't won a national championship since 1997. They shared the national championship with Nebraska. Washington has not won the national championship since 1991. They shared that national championship with Miami. So the winner of this game will be the outright decisive national champion. And it's been a very long time. I know both teams can claim that they had a national championship, but come on, it was shared. I mean, 1991, I remember that when I was a kid, seeing Washington drub Michigan 34-14. Remember, Desmond Howard won the Heisman? 1991 was a very special year. I remember Dennis Erickson led that Miami Hurricanes team. They got Randall Thrill Hill. They had Gino Toretta. They had a great team. And Washington just impressed everybody by defeating Michigan in that Rose Bowl 34 to 12 uh, 34 to 14 rather and Billy Joe Hobart was starting in 11 games but it was Mark Brunel the future Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback that led the charge remember they had Napoleon Kaufman he was a running back Mario Bailey was a wide receiver and the Washington Huskies won the national championship under legendary coach Don James now for my Seattle off uh, Seattle uh, audience I know that you're big Seahawks fans, love the Kraken. By the way, they did have the outdoor game. The Seattle Kraken did defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in Seattle in uh, that beautiful T-Mobile Park. Uh, used to be Safeco Field where the Seattle Mariners play baseball. I mean, you got the Mariners. You've got, used to be the Seahawks. Now you got the Kraken, the Seattle Sounders. You got the Seattle Seahawks. What about the Washington Huskies? You got to give love to the Washington Huskies. I know the Pacific Northwest is not college football fans. But are they going to jump the college football bandwagon and become Washington Huskies fans? Look, Texas had better players in the semifinal game, which I had a chance to dissect it. I know I talked about on the show yesterday. I didn't really stay up and finish watching that game. Yes, it was a one-possession game at the end, but Washington dominated the game. And Texas really had better players. They were able to come back. 
But Washington had some miscues. There were some bad calls. But Washington had the best player on the field. We've seen this before with Cam Newton in 2010. We've seen this several times in college football where the best player, how about Vince Young back in 2006? When the best player on the field takes over, that's what Michael Penex Jr. was doing. The Washington Huskies also have the best offensive line in college football. I'm interested to see this matchup. It's strength on strength. It's Michigan's defense against that high-powered offense of Washington. But can Washington's defense stop the run? Because Michigan is going to want to be physical. They're going to want to ground and pound. J.J. McCarthy is not the type of quarterback that can throw it over the top. What Michigan wants to try to beat you is in the trenches. And I cannot wait for this national championship. I know it's, it's very weird that it's not an SEC school or Clemson in the national championship. In fact, since 2014, Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia are not in the national championship for the first time in 10 years. I mean, think about that. Think about the standard when it comes to Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. They have dominated college football. Has the rest of college football caught up with the powers of the LSUs, the Clemsons, the Georgias, the Alabamas? I think with NIL and with the transfer portal, you got to remember, Jim Harbaugh has built a powerhouse at Michigan. Remember, they wanted to run him out of town after the COVID year. He went two and four. Jim Harbaugh has been absolutely incredible for Michigan. I want to actually go through some stats that Jim Harbaugh has had since he has been the head coach at Michigan. 113 and 88. He's been there nine seasons. And he took over in 2015. His first two years, he went 10 and three. And I know that it was a great hire at the time because he was just the hot coach. He led the 49ers to three straight NFC Championship games. I remember it very vividly. I felt like when the 49ers let Jim Harbaugh go in 2014, it was a gut punch. It was the way I felt when Memphis in 2009 let John Calipari go to Kentucky. I was felt betrayed. And really, Trent Baalke was not a very good GM. I thought that the 49ers bailed on Jim Harbaugh too early. He went 8-8 eight eight in 2014. Michigan got a good hire. Now, Michigan was getting over the Brady Hoke era, and they were starting to have this mediocrity to them. You know, they had Rich Rodriguez before that, before that Lloyd Carr. You know, Michigan really wasn't relevant up to this point since 2006 when they had Chad Henney and Mike Hart, and they were the number two team in the country, and they battled with Ohio State. But in 2015, Jim Harbaugh led them back-to-back 10-3 seasons, 15-16. and 16, A little bit of a drop-off in 17. Now he has his players. He's had great players over the years like Jabril Peppers and Aiden Hutchinson. And so Michigan goes back to 8-5 and five and then back again to a 10-3 record in 20, uh, let's see, 2018. So... 2017, he went 8 and 5. 2019, he went 10 and 3. And then in uh, 2020, he went 2 and 4. And that's when everybody wanted to run him out of town. Then Jim Harbaugh got a defensive coordinator by the name of Michael McDonald in 2021. And it changed everything. Michigan got physical. Michael McDonald goes on to be the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens with his brother. And then he gets Jesse Minter. And Michigan starts building a culture, and they start becoming a physical team. 
and they get over the hump. They get into the college football playoff. Remember, 0-5 against Ohio State his first five years. They don't play Ohio State in 2020 because that was the COVID year. That game was canceled. 3-0 against Ohio State the last three years. And Michigan got into the college football playoff. Played Georgia in the Orange Bowl. They did lose 34-11. to I remember that game. I remember Aiden Hutchinson was a no-show. He disappeared in that game. And Georgia dominated. And it could have been even worse. Last year, I can't explain losing to TCU the way they did. Uh, there was a lot of miscues, and Michigan should have been playing Georgia in the national championship. Instead, it was TCU. And so Michigan finally gets over the hump. Yeah, we could talk a little bit about that Alabama game. I talked about it on my show yesterday. Michigan was the better team. They have better players. I think that Alabama's execution, they had a month to prepare. Say what you want. Alabama fans are going to say that they had a lot of mistakes in that game. But Michigan had a lot more mistakes. The special teams blunders were just mind-boggling for the Michigan Wolverine that should have blew out Alabama, especially in that first half. But Michigan, they let Alabama hang, and I thought that Alabama was going to pull away when they were up 17-13. to And then Michigan, they actually, when they tied it, I knew that Jim Harbaugh was not going to go for two because he had enough confidence to know if we get this into overtime, we have better players in Alabama. We're controlling the line of scrimmage. And that's exactly what, they're di- what they did. The play call, the quarterback draw for Jalen Milrow, it, it was the right call. It's just it wasn't executed properly. So Alabama loses. Three straight years with two losses every single time. They have now gone three years without a national championship. But Alabama's going to be back. They're not going to be back to their glory days of the early 2010s. Because now with the transfer portal and NIL, all the other teams like Michigan... Texas, Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, they have all caught up to Alabama. And you're going to see the talent level in college football spread out. I mean, you got a, a quarterback like Kyle McCord who transfers to Syracuse. You know that Kyle McCord is going to get Syracuse to at least a 9-10 and 10 win season and possibly compete in the ACC. Quarterback is the key. And that's why I, I give Washington a fighting chance against Michigan because they have probably going to have the best player on the field, Michael Penex Jr. He is just a special player that should have won the Heisman, and he can pass the ball over the top. I'm just worried that Washington's not going to be able to stop the run. I think that Blake Corum coming back for a senior season was very important because you need a running back with good field vision, a running back that's a senior leader. That's what Blake Corum is. And so the national championship, Monday night, Washington, Michigan, I do want to go over the history of these two schools because they've played each other. They're going to play each other next year in the Big Ten. But the last time Washington faced Michigan was in 2021. It was in Ann Arbor. Michigan won the game 31-10. Before that, we also had 2002 and 2001. They played a home-and-home. And you had a split as Washington won 23-18 in 2001 at Husky Stadium Michigan beat them 31 to 29 in 2002. All right, let's take it all the way back. More than 30 years ago, they played back-to-back Rose Bowl games. 1992, Washington loses to Michigan in the Rose Bowl 38 to 31. And then we all remember 1991, 34 to 14, 
Washington beats Michigan in the Rose Bowl to win the national championship in 1991. Shared it with Miami. It's still a national championship. Just ask Georgia Tech fans. Yeah, they won a national championship in 1990, but they shared it with, uh, you had Colorado. <laughs> that Colorado played Missouri, but they had, it took them five downs to actually beat Missouri. 1997, Michigan won it, but they shared it with Nebraska. Remember, Charles Woodson won the Heisman. So it's going to be a great national championship. I can't wait for it. We do have a lot to talk about here on the show. I will get into my rankings for high school basketball after the break. Dalvin Cook gets released by the New York Jets. Will he go to a contender? And how come the Dallas Cowboys won't sign him? Although I think the Eagles are going to end up signing him. You know, the rich get richer. That's what they did. They got Julio Jones. They got Kevin Byard. That's what the Eagles do. It's just not it's not working on the field. And I think the Eagles are in trouble. Where does Russell Wilson play in 2024? You know, I actually had a hot sports take. This will be my first hot sports take of 2024. Are you ready? Russell Wilson goes back to the Seattle Seahawks. Look, say what you want. That's where he was the most successful. You got a good running game with Kenneth Walker. You got a good defense. It's not quite to the level of the Legion of Boom, but you got a good defense. All they need is a quarterback not to lose the game and a quarterback that's accurate. That's what Geno Smith is. But Russell Wilson and his IQ with those receivers, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's a pretty good wide receiver core. But I highly doubt that Russell Wilson's going to go to the Seattle Seahawks. I just wanted to say that because, look, I am a guy that deserves in second chances. That I, I believe you deserve a second chance. Look at Bobby Petrino going back to Arkansas. Everybody deserves a second chance. I think Russell Wilson should get a second chance. How about the Steelers? How about the Bears? The Falcons? Although I think that uh, Justin Fields going to the Falcons makes the most sense, especially with all those weapons. Because, you know, the Falcons, yes, they do need a quarterback. So NFL head coaches that are on the hot seat, and I'll get into Week 18. I'm going to run down. Some of the games for week 18. All right. So here's the games for week 18. And may I remind you, some of these games don't even matter. That's why they flexed those two games Saturday night. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needs a win to get into the playoffs. And they're going to need some help. Baltimore, do they rest Lamar Jackson Houston and Indianapolis, they're playing on Saturday. Winner goes to the playoffs. All right, Falcons fans, pay attention because the Buccaneers are taking on the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. Falcons fans are rooting for the Carolina Panthers to win that game because if the Atlanta Falcons defeat the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons are going to be in the playoffs. And maybe Arthur Smith is not on my little list that I have NFL coaches on the hot seat because Black Monday will be coming up January the 8th. Mark your calendars because Black Monday is usually Black Sunday night because these coaches usually get the axe after week 18 is over Sunday night. So the Buccaneers playing the Panthers. All right. Cleveland taking on Cincinnati. The Bengals are already eliminated from the playoffs. Cleveland is the hottest team in football with Joe Flacco. What a story. And I think that Cleveland 
they're not only going to get the number five seed, they're going to win a playoff game. The Cleveland Browns, whoever they play in that wild card round, either it's Jacksonville or Indianapolis or Houston, they will win that playoff game. And then who knows? They match up very well with the Baltimore Ravens. Remember, they beat Baltimore in Baltimore earlier this season. I like that matchup. Minnesota's already eliminated, taken on Detroit. There's really nothing to play for here. I think that the Detroit Lions get the win. They lock up the number three seed. There's still an outside shot that they get the number two seed if Philly and Dallas both lose. All right, so you got the New York Jets taking on the New England Patriots. Well, I mean, the Jets just released Dalvin Cook, so that tells you I think that the Patriots, who own the Jets, Bill Belichick is going to have his team playing hard for that final game of the season, even though this game really doesn't matter. Atlanta and New Orleans, the Saints are favored by three. I would not be shocked if the Saints win here and then Arthur Smith gets released. If you're a Falcons fan, what do you want to see? Do you want to see the Falcons win with a chance at the playoffs? Because both these games are a one. They'll be scoreboard watching. If Tampa Bay is blowing out Carolina, the Falcons just might rest starters and they might just let Desmond Ritter come back into the game and play and then we'll just call it a day. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Jaguar, Jaguars have to win this game to win the AFC South. The Seattle Seahawks are still alive for the playoffs. They got a route for the Bears. Both these games are going on at the same time. The Seahawks at the Cardinals. And then you got the Bears at the Packers. What if the Bears beat the Packers and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks? Is there a team, maybe the Saints, actually sneak into the playoffs? Because if they beat the Falcons, they'll be 9-8. and eight. The Seahawks and the Packers will be 8-9. and nine. So there's an opportunity for the Saints to sneak into the playoffs as a wild card. You got the Chiefs and the Chargers. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have already got the number three seed. Uh, they locked that up. Broncos and Raiders, nothing to play for here. Uh, and I think, uh, I actually do think you give the job to Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce deserves to be the full-time head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders in 2024. All right, the Eagles and the Giants. Like I said, if the Giants win, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, they're probably going to get the number five seed. The Eagles are hoping that the Commanders beat the Cowboys. Both games are happening at the same time. Dallas at Washington. Dallas is a two-touchdown favorite. They should win this game, even though it's a road game, but they are playing the lowly Commanders, which, by the way, Ron Rivera is my first NFL head coach on my list of coaches that will be fired on Black Monday. Then you got the Los Angeles Rams. I actually think that Sean McVay should be a candidate for Coach of the Year. They're, they're going to give it to somebody with a better win-loss record. But what the Rams are doing is incredible. They're doing it with Matthew Stafford, who's healthy, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, Aaron Donald, and a bunch of young defensive players. The Los Angeles Rams, I believe... I think the 49ers, which, by the way, Christian McCaffrey's not going to play in this game. Debo Samuel said he's going to play in this game. Fred Warner said he's going to play in this game. The 49ers got to play the Rams tough. Now, here's why. Because, look, the 49ers, they don't have to show a whole lot. This could be a divisional round matchup. If the Rams upset the Detroit Lions, guess what? They're playing the 49ers next. Because I actually don't see the seven seed beating Dallas. Not in Jerry World. And that's another coach that's on the hot seat. Mike McCarthy. 
But I think he gets fired if Dallas, as a number two seed, doesn't make it to the NFC Championship. I think Dallas has to make it to the NFC Championship for Mike McCarthy to keep his job. A lot of Dallas fans really want to see Dan Quinn as their head coach, even though, hey, it worked, tried to tried it in Atlanta and it just didn't work out. All right, the Sunday night game, Bills, Dolphins, winner gets the number two seed and wins the AFC East. It is in Miami, but Buffalo is a three-point favorite. Look, when Buffalo did not ask Josh Allen to do too much and they had an identity running the football with James Cook, that's when Buffalo was their best. And I think the Buffalo Bills are the team that can beat the Baltimore Ravens, even if it's in Baltimore. How fun would that be for the AFC Championship, Buffalo and Baltimore? That is the NFL Week 18. Remember, Black Monday on January the 8th. We got a lot to talk about. The Braves trade Vaughn Grissom for Chris Sale. All right, I want to get into this because I know we're talking Braves baseball here in the offseason. By the way, they do play the Phillies March the 28th at Citizens Bank Park. And the Braves getting Chris Sale. He's 34 years old. Yeah, he's past his prime. His best years are behind him. But he has been injury prone. Cross your fingers that he becomes a number four starter and he actually is available to pitch in the postseason. He's still a big-time postseason pitcher. He still has something left. I just think that his best years are behind him. 6-5 and five with a 4-3-0 earn run average last year. Only pitched five innings in 2022. 42 innings in 2021. Did not pitch in 2020. The last time that he was an all-star was back in 2019. The seven-time all-star. He is now an Atlanta Brave. Sad to see Vaughn Grissom go, but I think the development Orlando Arcia really had Vaughn Grissom, who is an up-and-coming prospect. The Boston Red Sox could definitely use somebody like that. So my starting rotation for the Braves, I, I think this is going to be the five that are going to be the Brave starters. Spencer Strider is going to be your ace. Max Fried is uh, your second starter. Charlie Morton, your third starter. Chris Sale, the fourth starter. And Bryce Elder is your fifth starter. With A.J. Smith, Shaver there, just to, if anybody goes on the DL... A.J. Smith-Shaver is there to uh, take over for the starting position. Hey, we got the Peach Belt opener tomorrow at the Lumpkin Center. You got the 4-4 four four Columbus State Lady Cougars taking on Georgia College. And you got the 6-3 Columbus State Cougars taking on Georgia College. Tip-off, 5.30 at the Lumpkin Center. And then the Cougars are going to be uh, tipping off at 7.30, approximately. So... Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, LaGrange actually right now is in the CCS opener taking on Bellhaven. They actually did defeat Southern Virginia 86-85 over the weekend. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, I will have my high school basketball show. This is where I reveal my top 10 for the boys and top 10 for the girls. You don't want to miss it. It's the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We'll be right back. Yeah. Stick around. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worms' soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. 
So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 East Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755. 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysenoy.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysenoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by George Alabama Sports Live. Second part of the segment, it is the moment you've all been waiting for. Hey, 2024 means high school basketball is getting into region play. 
Glenwood was supposed to play at Taga Academy, but that game got postponed. But congratulations to the Chelly Vikings. They uh, having a great season. And although they did lose to Newton, one of the top teams in the GHSA, 78-62, but Chelly is looking to get a region victory over St. Mary's Academy. They're going to play that game on the 5th, and then they take on Loganville Christian Academy on Saturday. You can catch that game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Glenwood is going to be taking on Macon East this Friday, and then Stratford Academy on Saturday. Calvary Christian is taking on Shaw. That's a great game on Friday. We got a big region game. Carver taking on Columbus. That's going to be at Columbus High School. But the moment you've all been waiting for, I'm going to go ahead and start with the girls. And first of all, the criteria for these rankings is we just limited it to the Tri-City area. So all the teams that we saw during high school media days for Georgia Alabama Sports Live are going to be in this. I did not count anybody from Auburn, Valley, LaGrange, Manchester, Taylor County. I know they got a great girls team, but it's just limited to Columbus, Phoenix City, Russell County area, and Smith Station. So let's go ahead and get right into it. The moment you've all been waiting for. Here's my rankings. All right, number one, is there really any surprise? The Hardaway Hawks went to the Final Four last year with head coach Kelly Ellison. They did win the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. I put them ahead of Carver because they beat Carver in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Adesia Burrell is back from injury. You got Michaela Johnson, one of the top players in the Tri-City area, and they are firing on all cylinders. Now, Hardaway is on the road against the Syrup Makers of Cairo. They start region play. I'm just looking at the schedule. You got in a couple of weeks, they're taking on Shaw. I love seeing that matchup with Shaw, Tierra Tucker, Michaela Johnson. That's going to be fascinating. All right, Hardaway at number one. Number two, the Carver Lady Tigers. I've seen this team several times. Saw them against Shaw, saw them against Harris County. They were runners-up in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Anson Hunley, their head coach. I mean, his accolades. He's got two championships, 2019, 2021. The Carver Lady Tigers went to the Elite Eight last year. This is a great team, and they're 7-3 and three because they stacked their schedule. They took on Woodward Academy to start the season. They lost to Hardaway in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. I got Carver at number three. At number two, number three, I got the Glenwood Gators, 15-5. and five. They win the Border Wars. They defeated Lee Scott Academy. And what Coach Purdue has had, I think that the Glenwood Gators can compete for a state championship in their final year in the AISA. Coach Purdue has got some very special players. Let's start with that front line of senior-led forwards. Tequila Davis, Anna Grace Griggs, and Olivia Slocum. I mean, that's a great front line. And they also have quick guards. Talk about Hallie Palmore, the freshman, who's had just a sensational season. You got players off the bench like Mimi Johnson, Clara Cristo. How about Bobby Taylor Brazil, who has come in and played some big minutes? Coach Purdue's got a good team. The Glenwood Lady Gators, they're going to be in action this week. Macon East and then Stratford Academy. But mark your calendars, Lee Scott. That is going to be on January the 12th, January the 25th, back at the pit. Glenwood at number three. All right, number four. I have not seen this team yet, but I got them on my list as number four because they're undefeated. The Smith Station Lady Panthers. I mean, I can't wait to see them. I mean, they, they do play Central 
next Friday. So Friday the 12th, they're taking on Central. I can't wait for that matchup. You know, going up against Jabria Lindsay. I got Smith Station at number four. Number five, I got Harris County, led by their head coach, Stephanie Ramsey Dunn. I mean, they have Brooke Bass. They have um, Zania, uh, not Zania Crouch, um, Janiah Broom. They have Broom. They have Brooke Bass. They have some top players. I saw them beat Pacelli Girls, and that's why I have them ranked ahead of the Pacelli Girls. I saw them, you know, play Carver very close, but, you know, Carver ended up winning that game. Uh, Harris County, a good record, 10 and 2. You know, we didn't get a chance to see them in the Muskogee County Christmas tournament. Maybe someday, you know, they can, you know, open that tournament up to teams that are outside of Muskogee County. But, you know, Harris County getting some love. A big shout-out to Rick Beach from Kutsu Sports. Just wanted to make sure to give love to the Harris County Lady Tigers, and I got them at number five. Number six, man, the Pacelli Vikings. I mean, what Coach Thomas is doing at Pacelli is absolutely incredible. They've beaten teams like Troop County. They went up to Heard County you know, and they played just a great tournament. The Pacelli Lady Vikings, you know, they did lose to Northgate. They were a, a 5A school. But you look at what the Pacelli girls have done, and, you know, I'm looking at this. They are actually 6-4. and four. They did lose to Newton today. So that record, I did not get a chance to update that. Uh, but the, the Pacelli Lady Vikings, look, they, they had a very incredible weekend last weekend in in that uh herd county tournament as they defeated ups and lee they did lose to northgate but they did defeat lithia springs they've beaten teams like hiram they lost to wheeler by one they defeated 6a douglas county you know they played harris county pretty close in their opener i got the pacelli vikings at number six and you know it starts with Michaela Hosley the former north side transfer who's one of the top players in the tri-city area you also have Zania Crouch you got Tequila Ransom you know you got some great great players that has uh, come back and you know you can't forget about Grace Smith the just the outstanding point guard she's averaging 11.9 points a game and then when you look at this team you know, they still don't have one of their top players that was on last year's team that only played in four games, Ivana Thomas. You know, they're still waiting for her to come back. And imagine how great this Pacelli team could even be. And when they get into GIAA play, I think this Pacelli team could make a deep run. Let's let's go ahead and get rid of that banner because I, I had a... Yep, uh, let me get rid of that banner so we could see the entire list. All right, number seven, the Central Lady Red Devils. First-year head coach, Regetta Williams. Look, they're 9-8, and eight, but they have stacked their schedule. We all know that Central is going to be competing for a region championship. They play Auburn this Friday. That's going to be a big game. They play Smith Station and Russell County next week. Central's going to be battle-tested, especially when they get into region play. But they just have an incredible star athlete. One of the top, one of the top players in the entire Bi-City area. And I'm talking about Jabria Lindsay. Like, Jabria Lindsay, we know that she's going to play at the next level. And what she's doing is absolutely incredible for the Central Lady Red Devils. And I got them at number seven. 
Number eight, I got the Shaw Lady Raiders. I've seen this team a couple of times, the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Tierra Tucker is the leading scorer in the Tri-City area. She's one of their top players. Not only is she is one of the top players, she has the clutch gene. I saw in the third place game in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament, Shaw was down by two to Spencer. Tierra Tucker steals the ball, ties it up, steals it again, and gets the go-ahead bucket, and the Shaw Lady Raiders take over third place in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Big shout-out to head coach Felicia Brown and assistant coach, Coach Curtis Crowell. I know that Coach Crowell is a big fan of the show. Just wanted to give you a shout-out. Take it on Calvary Christian. They're a team also on my rankings this Friday. I cannot wait for that matchup between Tierra Tucker and Michaela Reed, two of the top guards in the Tri-City area. That's why I got Shaw 9-5 and five on the season. They're going to be tested next week when they play Hardaway. But Shaw has a pretty good record, and they're going to have a good season. Number nine, I got the Spencer Green Wave. I got them underneath Shaw because Shaw beat them in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. But you can't underestimate the Burke sisters. Naomi Burke, Alexandria Burke, they are just instant offense for Coach Adrian Tench. The Spencer Green Wave, they take on, I'm looking at, they, they take on Kendrick, and then they take on Harris County. Ooh, I cannot wait for that game. Saturday, taking on the Harris County Lady Tigers. And finally, this was tough because I can only put 10 teams on this list. I got the Calvary Christian Knights. Yes, they're 6-6. Six and six. Yes, they did lose both their games in the Border Wars, but they played Southland Academy so tough. They had a chance right at the end. Michaela Reed is going to be a star. She's only an 8th grader. And the Calvary Christian Knights with that backcourt, Michaela Reed, Lily Miller, you got Emily Karstoffen, you got some good players. Coach Norton, Coach Smithwick has got a good team. And I can't wait to see them taking on the Shaw Lady Raiders this Friday night. Now, I might move them up in my rankings. When they get into gaps play, you're going to start seeing some wins that they're going to rattle off. But they have beaten Glenwood. They've beaten Brookstone. They've beaten some good teams. And they had a tough schedule. So, that is the top 10 for the girls. Let's, let's go over to the boys. Without further ado... Let's go ahead right into the boys. I just had to update this list because Pacelli did lose to Newton earlier today. I got Pacelli number one. Look at their record. Yes, Carver is 12-0. You look at that rating, you think, oh, why is Pacelli one and Carver two? Pacelli is the best team in Columbus. They're playing the best right now. And their competition that they're playing, absolutely incredible. First of all, they got a special player, Jaden's Ford. He scored 46 points the other night against Lee County. The teams that they are facing, they're facing 5A schools, 6A schools, 7A schools. They have beaten Valdosta. They've beaten Douglas County. They've beaten South Paulding. They've beaten Warner Robins. They did lose to Tiff County. Remember, that was a 6A school, a very close game in overtime. They've beaten Doherty, which is a 3A school. They've beaten Ocoee, which is in Florida. In the Lee County Round Ball Classic, they were leading the runners-up in 6A in the Lee County Round Ball Classic. They were leading Lee County at halftime, but Lee County just too much, and they pulled away. They did lose to Newton today on the road in Covington. You know, you got to remember, Newton is, you know, they're 10-2. They're a, they're a really good team, and they are 7A. They're a 7A school out of Covington. So... Pacelli is really stacking the schedule. And 
it doesn't stop. They play Sandy Creek on the 13th. That's going to be on the road against the 3A defending champions. They take on St. Mary's Academy in Atlanta this Friday, and then they're home at the land against Loganville Christian Academy this Saturday. You can catch that game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live, by the way. Strong Rock Christian Academy on the road, Sandy Creek, Heritage, and Noonan. That's going to be back at the land. So, yeah, when they get into their GIAA schedule, including Brookstone, Pacelli will be fine. Remember, this team went to the state championship last year. They got great players like Jaden's Ford, TJ Smith. Deuce Moore is leading the point. They got great bench players like Matthew Melvin. Matthew Melvin had some pretty big uh, shots coming off the bench. And, you know, you look at Makai Williams in the middle. Just a great lineup. AZ Justy. You know, he is just a tremendous athlete. Jalen Bush, you know, and Coach Corey Black has got a team with depth, and that's why I put Pacelli number one. All right, number two, the Carver Tigers, led by their head coach, Terry White, assistant coach Eric Allen. I think that the Carver Tigers have proven that they should be top here on this list because they're 12-0. They won the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament over Spencer. They have probably one of the most dynamic electric players in the Tri-City area, Tony Montgomery. And, you know, the Carver Tigers deserve to be here, but I guess the big controversy is why is Carver not ranked ahead of Pacelli? I mean, because what if these two teams face each other? Well, I mean, that that's good to know. I think that, you know, Carver has, has played a good schedule. And, you know, I'm looking at the schedule right now. I mean, they've beaten Upson Lee. They've beaten Carver Birmingham, Carver Montgomery, you know, but you you know you look at the teams they played. You know, they played Farrell and Lithia Springs in the Lagrange Toyota Classic. They take on Columbus this Thursday, their first region game. Columbus is on my rankings. That's going to be a pretty good matchup. It's going to be at Columbus. I think that Carver has a chance, not not only to go undefeated in the region, but maybe to have a perfect season. They're having a great season. Yeah, I could have put them one. That is the debate. Who do you put one? Who do you put two? But Carver is at two. All right, number three, the Central Red Devils. Look, another team, one of the top teams in the Tri-City area. They have a very special player in Jacoby Hill, but it's not just Jacoby Hill because you also have you have Dawson, you have Townsend, you got some depth for the Central Red Devils, a team that went to the 7A state championship last year. Central plays Auburn this Friday. This is the matchup we wanted to see in the CB Hoops Perfect Practice Fall League, but we didn't get to see this. I think that the Central Red Devils have a great season, 17-4 so far. Number four, the Spencer Green Wave. Now, Spencer, 8-1. Their first loss was to Carver in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Spencer's got a great shooter in Gary Gaither. Spencer also has depth. They don't have the team that they had Two years ago when they won the state championship with Tyson McDaniel and uh, Tony Montgomery, Gary Gaither was on that team. I mean, that was a very special team. But you're looking at the stats. Kayshawn Sampton, great player, averaging 12 points a game. Joe Dozier, you got Dre Duncan, uh, you got Rose Green. You got some good players for a Spencer team that is going to play Jordan. So, yeah, the Spencer girls will also play Jordan, by the way. And then they will take on Harris County. So they get into region play. They got some tough matchups. Northeast is a good team. But Spencer is one of the top ranked teams in 2A by most of the rankings in uh, Georgia. 
So that's why I got Spencer number four. Number five, I got the Glenwood Gators. Coach Dusty Purdue, they're the defending AISA champions. And, you know, they don't have Lucas Holman or they don't have Brandon McCrane anymore. But, you know, they get a guy like Jadarius Holloway, a freshman, nicknamed Swag. Saw them defeat Deerfield Windsor in the Border Wars. Mason McCrane dunking, blocking shots, rebounding. You got Tyler Sykes in the middle. You know, Griff Garner's going to be out for a couple of weeks. But Glenwood is looking just fine. You know, they got Levi Pender. You got Camden White. You got the size of Lamont Burton. I'm going to have Coach Purdue on the Coach Dusty Purdue Coaches Show tomorrow as we will recap the Border Wars. And I just wanted to give him a shout-out and let you know that Glenwood is on my list. Now, number six, the Hardaway Hawks, who got two big wins in the LaGrange Toyota Classic. They finished third in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. And congratulations to Coach Kendall Mills. He's got a senior-led team, which I would like to call the Big Three. Lamel Mims, Antonio Dorch, and Makai Benton. I think this Hardaway team is for real. Now, they're going to be on the road against Cairo. Next week, they do play Shaw. And then just looking at the schedule, they got some other region games. You know, they play teams like Russell County. They play Northside. So, you know, they're going to have some more non-region games. But I'm very impressed with what Coach Kendall Mills is doing with the Hardaway Hawks. Uh, I just want to go through some of the teams that they have faced. They've faced 6A Langston Hughes in the George Williams Thanksgiving Classic. They have defeated Columbus, who's on this list, by the way. They beat Brookstone. I was at that game. That was the game where I lost my voice. You know, they defeated Shaw in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Lost to Spencer by three. They had a chance to win that game. Defeated McIntosh. Remember, McIntosh won the region in 5A for Northside of Harris County's region. And then they defeated Woodland and Stockbridge. Looking at the schedule, Cairo. Northside on the 6th. On Tuesday the 9th, they take on Westover. Remember, Westover was the runners-up in the state championship for 4A two years ago. Taking on Shaw on the 12th. And then you got Bainbridge, Russell County. You know, they get into their region play. I think that Hardaway is going to be fine. All right, number 7, the Russell County Warriors. How about the job that Coach Ronnie Battle is doing? They are 10-5 and five on the season. They've had big wins, including Opelika, Smith Station. They've defeated Booker T. Washington. They've defeated Eufaula. They've defeated Shaw. They defeated Terrell. They did lose to Fairfield and Percy Julian in the Central Christmas Tournament. Got a big region game coming up this Saturday against Pike Road. Then they take on Park Crossing. They get into the meat of their schedule. Mark your calendars. January the 13th, they are hosting the Central Red Devils. I'm going to try to make it back to Russell County for the first time since I was their PA announcer in 2021. I hope to live stream that game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Central, Russell County. Number eight, the Columbus Blue Devils. Uh, well, first of all, Russell County. Here's some of the players that Russell County has. Timothy Littleton, the third. Uh, Malachi Dix, uh, TJ Upshaw. A lot of these players I remember when they were on the JV team when I was PA announcing for them. Uh, Russell County looks pretty good. And I'm looking forward to seeing them play in region play. All right, let's go to Columbus. You got players like Robert Hartford. You got Dre Wooten. You got Oakley Kuntz. Or Kuntz. I think his parents said it's Kuntz when I uh, uh, did the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Finished 
In fifth place in the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament, we saw them beat Northside. The Columbus Blue Devils taking on the Carver Tigers at home. This is a big region game this Thursday night. But the Columbus Blue Devils, they have a pretty good record. 11-4. I'm very impressed with the, the record that the Columbus Blue Devils have with Coach Ivy. And they, they got a very good roster. You know, they've beaten Brookstone twice. They've beaten Hardaway. They were able to beat Lynette twice. And uh, looking at their schedule, on the ninth, they take on uh, Doherty. Remember, uh, Pacelli ended up beating Doherty. And then they take on Thomasville, Crisp County. You know, they get into their region play. They don't have any more non-region games, I mean, based off their record. January 26th, they are going to be taking on that school on the hill, the Carver Tigers, at Carver. Been there a couple of times. Nice uh, gym. But Columbus is number eight. Number nine, the Shaw Raiders, led by legendary coach, Coach Dickey. The Shaw Raiders. I want to tell you about the Shaw Raiders because what Shaw has done, I've seen them a couple of times last year. They did make the playoffs. They are seven and six. They take on Calvary Christian this Friday. The Shaw Raiders, I mean, there's no surprise that they did lose some players like Jalen Bass on last year's team. Dorian Head, Josiah Williams, you got Trey Atkins. I, I just, I like what uh, Matthew Lewis does, his three-point shooting. Look, say what you want. I saw Shaw take on Carver, and they were leading 40-19 to in that game in the semifinals of the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament. Yes, they did finish fourth because they did lose to Hardaway, which, by the way, they're going to play them two more times. But I think this Shaw Raiders team has improved from last year. They should do well. I can't wait for this game against Calvary Christian. They're taking on Chapco on the 9th. They're Hardaway on uh, January the 12th. Harris County, that's going to be January the 20th. You know, they get into some region play with Cairo, Westover, Bainbridge. I'm just excited that we got region play going on. And then finally, finally, look, this was probably the biggest debate that I've had. What do I do with Calvary Christian? Because head coach Jonathan Gordon's got a team I think is going to compete in the gaps. So despite their record, I've got Calvary Christian at number 11. I put Brookstone at number 10 just because of their record. Now both these teams met and they split the season series. But Brookstone is 7-6. and six. You know that they're going to compete in the GIAA. I mean, that that's a given. Brookstone has got some good players. You know, I saw them against Hardaway. They competed for a little bit. But, you know, looking at the schedule, yeah, Brookstone, they did have the one-point loss to Calvary Christian. But, you know, they got good players like Thomas Henderson, Chapman Dykes, Fuller Jones, Chris Vickerson. And looking at their schedule. So, Brookstone is 7-6, and six, and... I really wanted to put Calvary Christian there. I just only have room for 10 teams. But, you know, Brookstone has beaten Glenwood. They're taking on Westfield School on Friday. They take on Kendrick on Saturday. That should be a fun game. Uh, St. Mary's Academy on the 12th. But get ready because on January the 23rd, they are going to be taking on St. Ampicelli in the land. Pacelli ended Brookstone's season last year in the quarterfinals of the GIAA playoffs. I think that Brookstone wants to try to get back. And uh, Coach Carl Ivey Jr. is the head basketball coach. I know his dad, he coaches at Columbus. 
you know, that was a pretty great matchup. You know, Brookstone has beaten Best Academy. They lost to Columbus in overtime. They did defeat Calvary 87-58 on the 16th of November. And then Calvary turned around and defeated them at Brookstone 71-70. Coach Gordon's alma mater. So a big shout-out to Coach Jonathan Gordon. Right now, I got Calvary Christian at number 11. I've got Smith Station at number 12. Their record has not been all that great this year, and I haven't seen Smith Station, so time will tell. Maybe Smith Station will be my rankings for next week. I want to try to do these rankings every week, but I also want to include Thrip Berenger in my rankings. We might have a George Alabama Sports live ranking show, so that is on the horizon. Well, that was a lot of fun. I put a lot of thought into those rankings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you know you joining the show. I want to thank all my listeners. Uh, don't forget that you can download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope everybody has a great rest of your night, and I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning. Right here with the best in sports and entertainment. All the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey. And everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. 
Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. You've been listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. You can catch an episode daily on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is a podcast that covers local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. If you would like to catch a replay of the show, you can download an episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.